All right, we're going to book on this homily with blessings. We're starting with the wedding anniversary. We'll finish with the graduates. Miss Kim, come on up and join your husband. They've been married for 40 years but never get to attend Mass together because he's always up here. Yeah. Front and center. We'll reunite you in church for the first time since your wedding. Right there. What church did you get married in? Our Lady of Fatima, how near and dear to my heart. God bless it. Did Father Dunn do it? He did. That's why it's lasted this long. Okay. <laughs> Let's have the two of you join your hands, bow your heads as we pray for God's blessing. Holy Father, creator of the universe, maker of man and woman in your own likeness, source of blessing for married life, we humbly pray to you for Kim, who today celebrates 40 years in the sacrament of marriage with John. May your fullest blessing come upon them so that together they may continue to rejoice in your gift of married love and the presence of their family. Lord, may John and Kim praise you when they are happy and turn to you in their sorrows. May they be glad that you help them in their work and know that you are with them in their need. May they pray to you always in the community of the church and be your witnesses in the world. May they reach old age in the company of their friends and come at last to the kingdom of heaven. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Would you like to kiss your bride? Yes. Happy anniversary. Congratulations. Yes. And now they separate again. That's actually the secret to a very successful marriage. Absence makes the heart grow fond. What did that blessing say? It said, may they continue to be your witnesses in the world. What did St. Luke tell us Jesus said on the day of the ascension as he was going home to heaven? He said, you will be my witnesses in the world. He was speaking to the apostles, but he's actually talking to all of us. And so we have Luke's account to that 40th day of Easter, and then we have the gospel account that tells us the very end of Matthew's gospel, both focusing on that same moment. We've had six weeks of the Easter season. It seems like it was forever and a day ago that we were here on April the 9th to celebrate Jesus risen from the dead. And yet, it's important for us to realize that the length of time we've been celebrating was the length of time Jesus was appearing on the earth that first Easter season. But they weren't celebrating. Why? Because the apostles couldn't figure it out. They were neither convinced nor convicted that Jesus was risen from the dead. And that's why even on the Ascension Day, 40 days, they've been seeing him repeatedly in his risen form. We're told by Matthew, they worshipped, but they doubted. And that's probably why they weren't out teaching, preaching, or baptizing anybody, because they weren't so sure what exactly was going on. And even after Jesus ascended, that confusion would remain until the day of Pentecost, the birthday of the church, what we will celebrate one week from today. When all of a sudden a holy wind came from heaven with tongues of fire and drove out the darkness, took their fears away, and replaced them with faith. So the apostles, yes, they need to be witnesses, but without the Holy Spirit, they will amount to nothing. They will achieve nothing for the glory of God. But today isn't so much about them. It is really about Jesus. After his mission was accomplished here on earth, taking to the cross our sins and there conquering our greatest fears and foes, sins, Satan, and death. Now he returns to heaven a conquering hero. We don't really have ticker tape parades in America anymore, uh, but if we remember the good old days, you can see these clips on YouTube and watch as the astronauts who went to the moon 
went down the streets of New York City with everybody in the streets and throwing confetti out the windows. Or we think of Lindbergh after he crossed the Atlantic. Everybody united in celebration of a single cause. That's what the streets of heaven must have been like when Jesus finally came home to the Father's house. And he had pried open heaven's gate. He used that cross as a key to unlock it, not only for himself, but for all who believe. And so if we can follow his great command to be his witnesses in the world, then one day we who share in his cross at Calvary will share in his great victory. But it's the second command that Jesus gave on the Ascension Day that we want to focus on this morning, and especially with regard to the graduating seniors of the class of 2023. In the last verse of Matthew's Gospel, Jesus gives the command, Go out to all the nations, baptizing them, In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And he wants us to go out to all the world to announce the good news. He wants us to make disciples. To make followers of the way, the truth, and the life. Who is Jesus Christ risen from the dead? But as the apostles realized, as we come to realize in our own experience, we can't make a follower for Jesus unless or until we become a follower of Jesus. And that's where the apostles kept tripping over themselves in that first Easter season. And why that season was a cause of confusion, not celebration. If they weren't convinced that Jesus was risen, then they weren't really convinced that he is a God who is capable of doing all things. And that's why they couldn't convince anyone else. Bless you. Those who want to be followers of Jesus must first learn to follow him ourselves. If we're going to make anyone else do it, we have to lead by example. We have to be a follower. If we're going to make a follower, we cannot lead others until we learn to follow. And that's the great lesson not only for graduating seniors who have been taught by their parents, their teachers, their professors, and their coaches, and how to play by the rules and how to think outside the box. But we want to think, how can I love God? How can I be his witness in the world, in the life that I'm going to live? How can I make God a part of whatever witness I'm going to give by the choices I make, the places I go, and the things I do? That's a lesson for all of us. But it's Jesus' last words that are a source of great comfort for us this morning. What did he say? As he's disappearing into the clouds, he said, I will be with you always, even till the end of time, even to the end of the age. He was leaving, but he was staying. How does he do that? further proof that he's God and he can do whatever he says and whatever he wants, but he's still in our midst today, present in the souls of all the baptized, present in his word, present in the priesthood, but most particularly present when bread and wine still become his body and blood. That was Jesus' lasting testament to continue to be among us as a vitamin that we need for our souls, as medicine for the sickness of sin, to give us strength for the journey until he calls all of us to make that ascension journey, to pass through heaven's gate. And so the Easter season continues, and we pray that next Sunday we will gather here once again, and that there will be a new Pentecost in the church, that perhaps not with tongues of fire, but with hearts full of faith, we too might go forth to proclaim Christ risen from the dead. And now we want to bless the class of 2023. I'd like all the seniors to come up here. Don't rush. The shepherd is calling the sheep, come forward. Anywhere on the steps facing out so our good friends in the live stream can see you. 
you can hold my holy water. Class of 2023, please bow your heads and pray. Lord, most kind and gracious Father of us all, as we celebrate your son's triumph over sin, Satan, and death, we ask you to bestow your manifold blessings on our graduating seniors from high school, college, and university as they begin a new chapter in their lives and embark on a journey that will lead them to the fulfillment of their vocation in life. Help them in all things. Lead them to all that is good. Protect them from all that is harmful. Through the intercession of our patron, the Queen of the Miraculous Medal, may these graduates always know your will for them and have the courage to choose it over all things. Bless them as they go forth for further study, to join the workforce or the armed forces. And one day, may they become faithful spouses, loving parents, or holy priests and religious. We pray, Lord, that you might bless all those who have helped contribute to their success. We thank you for the work of parents and grandparents, family and friends, teachers, coaches, and mentors who have helped them to reach this mighty milestone. Shower upon these graduates the help of their patron saints and guardian angels and all the armies of heaven to watch over them and to bring them one day to eternal life. May the Catholic faith and the sacraments be kept always alive in their hearts, reminding them of your great love in this life and of the next. And may Almighty God bless you, seniors, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Deacon, let's have the distribution. We have uh, a gift from our Queen of the Miraculous Metal Parish for all of you to remind you that you always have a home in the pews of Queen's Church. Now we're going to bless you with holy water. This is a danger because you're wearing nothing but polyester. But uh, we can do this. You need it. My friends, let's hear it for the graduating class of 2023. Good job. Move it out.